You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young men grow into the men God has created them to be. Hey, everybody, this is Charlie Ungamak, and you are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. I am your podcast host, and today I want to talk about people who hurt us and hurt themselves. That'll make more sense in a second. I want to talk about a phrase that uh, was introduced to me when I first started teaching. It's the idea that hurting people hurt people. And a better way to say that maybe is that people who uh, have pain in their heart, people that are hurting on the inside, tend to hurt the people around them. Hurting people hurt people. So when you see somebody that just seems to be out to hurt you, it's because they are hurting and I found that to be very, very true, and it's turned out to be a huge blessing, that understanding, in my ministry. So let's get into it. The uh, people in your life, the people that you see around you doing the most extreme things, so the people yelling the loudest and fighting the hardest and partying the craziest, all those things, those people are usually people hurting the most. So think about those extreme, extreme behaviors. The dad at the basketball game standing up and screaming at the referees. The mom helicopter parenting who will not let their kid do anything that he wants to do. The child or the teenage girl who walks up and tells another girl straight up to her face that she is ugly. Those people are hurting on the inside. It's not personal what these people are doing. It's not necessarily aimed at the person who they're saying it to. Even if they include your name, it's not about you. What they're trying to do is they're trying to establish control over an environment or a situation that they feel is out of control and they feel it's hurting them. They don't know where to assign the blame. And since they don't know where to assign the blame, what they're doing is trying to use force to control the situation around them. So the mom berating her teacher or her child's teacher thinks that the teacher is a threat. Uh, the dad screaming at a referee thinks that the referee is costing him something. It's some kind of hurt. And most likely, I think about it, this is the way a lot of sports goes nowadays, um, the dad is probably projecting his own failure or his own dreams onto his son, and he feels that the referee is taking that opportunity away. It's not personal. It's not personal to you. It's personal to them. It's not about what you've done or what you're doing or that they hate you. It's that they hate themselves. And that ought to make sense from a spiritual standpoint, the idea that people who do not have a close enough relationship with Christ tend to be self-loathing, and they tend to not understand what's going on around them because they don't see it from a Christian worldview. And since you don't see it from a Christian worldview, you don't see that you are loved. And that is the basis of our identity as Christians, and it's the basis of everything we do. Uh, So let's talk about that a little bit. This hatred, uh, this hurt, it is the devil's handiwork. The devil is most definitely the one behind it, and make no doubt, make no mistake, it is him. Um, It has a tendency to show up in righteous places and ministries, places where the gospel is prevalent, where people live lives of Christian service, that's where you're going to see a lot of this drama show up because that's where the devil's got to do his work. The devil loves to attack things that are already righteous. The devil loves to go after those uh, people and things that do such good in the world and try to destroy them. And so that's why a lot of our Christian teachers, Christian churches, um, 
you know, like Chick-fil-A. Why are people attacking Chick-fil-A? It's great food. Nobody gives a crap what the executives of Google do. But if the executives of Chick-fil-A decide to take Sundays off, it's going to be a huge deal. Um, they know that there's something righteous there, and they're trying to destroy it. Um, often, um, a lot of times, since you know the devil loves to attack things that are righteous, you're not going to see the same struggle and the same drama in a secular world or in a place where Scripture isn't as prevalent and where God's grace isn't as easily seen. Um, and I think an example of that would be like public schools and private schools. You're going to see kids doing things in public schools and private schools that are very similar, but you're going to see a bigger, bigger, bigger fight and a bigger temptation for kids in the, in the Christian school than you are in a public school because it takes a lot more temptation for a kid to do that when they're hearing the gospel every day. Um, the devil's going to work really hard on the hearts of parents at a Christian school to go and attack members and teachers at a Christian school because the devil wants to destroy it. Same thing with pastors. People say things and do things to their pastors and talk about their pastors in ways that they wouldn't talk about any of their worst enemies. Why? Because the devil wants to dethrone Jesus. He wants Jesus out of the church. He wants Jesus out of our hearts and out of our homes. And the best way for him to do that is to create drama and to hurt the people who are doing the preaching and the teaching and the loving. There is only one place in the world where you can find that peace to heal these hearts. There's only one place for these people who go out and hurt to find the peace they're looking for so they don't have to fight anymore. And that's in Jesus' love. Romans 8 verse 6 points that out. He says, the mind of sinful man is death. In us, it's death. Anything we can come up with to solve the problem is just more death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. That's where we find the peace we're looking for. That's where we find the peace we're looking for, is in Christ, in the Spirit. Okay? Christ brings love into our hearts that, that radiates outward. Okay? When we are filled with love, it shines through our fingers and our toes, just like the scene in Beauty and the Beast, where the beast like rises up and all of a sudden light comes out of his fingers and toes. That's the way God's love travels through us and out into the world. Uh, no longer do we live lives that are about you and me. We're going to get rid of those I statements and those me statements. It's not about me anymore. It's now about the people around me and the people that I love. And since I have so much love to give, man, that pays huge dividends in my life. And things start changing for the better because I love the people around me. I'm not just thinking about myself. People that love other people serve each other. That's why the people that serve you at church, the people that serve you in your schools, the people that serve you for whatever, the, people, the Christian people love to serve because they have an incredible gift that they've been given and they want to share it with other people. Okay, They love to serve, so we ought to love to serve as well. We know who's in control. We know who's in control of our lives, and we don't have to try and hurt people. We don't have to worry about it. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So if we want to stop hurting people, we need to stop trying to control our lives. You don't have to control your life, and I don't have to control mine. Why? Because God's got it. He has prepared for your life. He knows what's coming, 
and he's got your back. He is going to work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And you, my friend, have been called according to his purpose. You love your heavenly father, and the good Lord is going to take good care of you. If I'm not worried about being in control anymore, I can relax and let my true personality and character show through. I've talked about this quote before, but John Eldridge talks about the idea of letting people feel the weight of who you are and let them deal with it. That's part of what this podcast is for me. Getting my thoughts and my feelings out there and just saying, hey, this is me. Okay? It's one of the struggles I have, the big time struggles I have. When I'm like just real talk, when I'm talking to girls, I met I met, started talking to a young lady really recently, and that's my big struggle right now is presenting myself as me, just relaxing and being me, and that's really hard to do over a cell phone. It's a lot easier to do face to face, but just think about how many issues would be solved and how little worry you have if you just embrace the idea that the Lord loves you, He has a place for you. And he's going to be in control, not just now, but for every moment of your life. There's no reason to try and control a situation. Because when we try and control these situations, we're not trusting God and we start hurting each other. And when we hurt each other, it gets in the way of the gospel. So keep that in mind when you, uh, next time somebody's rude to you or cuts you off in traffic and gives you the finger when you did nothing wrong, they're hurting. And they need the truth of the gospel, a truth that you have and you need to be ready to share. And what an incredible gift it is to be able to share that truth with the people we know and love. Go tell the world. Have a good one. You have just listened to an episode of the Gird Up Podcast a place where we're helping boys and men grow into the men that God has created them to be. Make sure you're sharing this podcast with your friends and family and relatives and the men around you in your life, both boys and men. And make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Coach Ungermach. Find me on Facebook as Charlie Ungermach. Or you can email me at CoachUngermach at gmail.com. Have a great day.